0: Hey, it's, uh, it's December, it's not a lot going on, not a lot going on with me, uh, my books are done, school is done, just kind of coasting into the rest of the year. Uh, I will say that I got the book cover back from the publisher, this is for the book of essays, cover looks amazing, super happy about it, so that's, that's going to come out in June, and you'll hear more about that in the next year. I want to talk about Christmas today. You know, Christmas is really important to some families. It's not important to mine. It's not a big deal in our house. I don't have any kids. It's just me and my wife. We have seven cats. We do Christmas for the cats. But Christmas is not a big deal for us. We have money. She has everything she needs. I have everything I need. I mean, at the margin, I can get like another shirt or jacket or something like that. But, you know... We have everything we want. so. But we do have Christmas for the cats, and we have seven stockings for the seven cats. They're all embroidered with their names on it. And we put toys in the stockings, and we take all the toys out on Christmas. Cats go bananas. They love it. Except for Wendy. Makes Wendy a little bit nervous. She kind of stays off to the side. But the other cats go crazy. It's 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 actually really awesome. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, you know, hey, Jared, you missed out on all this joy in your life by not having kids. And I'm like, I don't know, like the cats are it's like having kids. (laughs) It's really like having kids that never grow up, that they like stay toddlers and they're like always toddlers for like 15 years. That's what it's like. So. You know, shopping for my wife is hard. Like, I would love to get her jewelry, just like keep piling jewelry on her, but she doesn't really wear it. And uh, clothes, she kind of does her own thing. You know, I like getting clothes, but I have a closet full of clothes. The whole thing is just a huge pain in the ass. It's, It's a big pain in the ass. And I don't have a lot of other family. You know, my mom is easy. I get her like a gift certificate to the movie theater or something like that. Uh, my brother and I used to exchange gifts, but we kind of gave up on it. So there's really, that's it. You know, we do put a lot of effort into our Christmas card and this year's Christmas card is going to be one for the ages. I can't wait to send it out. It's going to be amazing. So, but some people go nuts on Christmas. Christmas is a big deal for some families and you have, people who make 40 grand a year who will spend 4000 or more on christmas they'll spend 10% of their paycheck on christmas um because it's important in their family like kids want toys they make a list for santa and if they don't get what they want then it's tough and how do you have that conversation you know it's a, it's a lot of pressure it's really a lot of pressure on parents who are financially squeezed to come up with money for gifts for Christmas. And inevitably what happens is they it, they go into debt. You know, they go into credit card debt and then they spend the next six months paying it off for 12 months or they don't pay it off and or it just gets worse. You know, that happens. So, you know, one of my things is just don't go into debt for Christmas. It's It's not... It's not worth it. And people do this because they can't have the hard conversation. So that's my advice on that. Don't go into debt for Christmas. And gift giving is an art. You know, it's gift giving is really hard. Like I'm not that good at it. My solution always is to just buy jewelry, <laughs> You know, <laughs> which I'll get to in a second. But the goal is to come up with a gift idea that is meaningful, that doesn't cost a lot of money. Now, about eight years ago, nine years ago, my wife got me uh, a picture frame with three pictures of it of our cat, Otto, who passed away in 2014. And I unwrapped this on Christmas and I started to cry. Like I just started I just broke down and I started to cry. It was the best gift ever. And it probably cost her 20 bucks, you know. So that's the kind of stuff you want to do. You want to give people really meaningful gifts that may or may not cost a lot of money. So what I want for Christmas is another cat. Just kidding. <laughs> Seven cats is enough. I don't want, it, we, we, it, I, we don't have room for another cat at this point. I'll even acknowledge that. So, <laughs> uh, some gifts I've gotten my wife. I got her a Patek Philippe watch. This was like five years ago, back in 2017. Um, um, that she wears pretty much every day. She loves it. I got her a pair of diamond earrings. She wears those. She never takes them out. She she just leaves them in all the time, you know. So I got her that. Um, but that's it. You know, I've got her other stuff that she's liked, but only at her request. You know, usually it comes down to Christmas, and I'm like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And she says, "I want tools." I'm like, "Come on, I'm not getting you tools. I'm not getting you tools for Christmas." She says, "But what if that's what if that's what I want? What if I want tools?" Like, okay, damn it. And I go on Amazon, and I get her, like, a bag of tools. I think it was last year the year before, I got her a pressure washer. That's what she wanted. She likes tools. <laughs> so in our house, she does all the repair work. It, she, she likes to work with her hands. So I don't. Um, you know, and giving her those gifts didn't really – bring me a lot of joy but it's not about me it's not about the gift giver it's about the person who gets the gift so but actually the the watch was not even a christmas gift the watch was a random gift which are the best kinds of gifts there's no occasion just gonna get something nice for somebody it's a random act of kindness that's those that's the kind of stuff i like a lot you know just random gifts for no reason so I will make a generalization about the sexes, Okay, which you're not supposed to do nowadays. You're not supposed to make generalizations about the sexes. But men like to do big sweeping gestures, so expensive gifts, you know, expensive jewelry, cars, vacations, houses, stuff like that. They like to do the big stuff. And women generally would prefer the little stuff, like would you please just empty the dishwasher without being asked to do it? Like... That's generally how it goes, you know? Um if if I told my wife that I would clean the house for six months as a Christmas present, she would probably be overjoyed. Like she would she would probably love that. Probably be the get best gift ever. So if you guys, you know, if you want to save yourself ten grand, then just empty the dishwasher and do some chores around the house. So but what if back to the original situation, what if you make 40 grand a year and you have to come up with 4 grand in gifts, right? And you're how do you, I mean how how do you have this conversation with your kids? How do you have this conversation with a 6-year-old that believes in Santa? Right? How do you have a conversation about there's just not enough resources to do these kinds of things and you're not going to get all the things that you want? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't have kids. You know, the, my cats like, get gifts that cost $3, right? It's not it's not an issue. Our cats have, like, 300 toys. But uh, how do you have that conversation, you know? I do remember growing up that when I would go out to the tree Christmas morning, there would be gifts from Santa, but there would also be gifts from Mom and Dad, right? Um, they weren't all from Santa, you know what I mean? So, hypothetically speaking... If my parents wanted to cut back, they could have had a conversation with me and they could have said, we don't have enough money this year. Uh, You'll still be getting some gifts from Santa, but you won't be getting as many from us. Like they could have had that conversation. Um, My parents divorced when I was seven. Before they got divorced, money was never really an issue. After they got divorced and I was living with my mom, money was an issue, Uh, which leads me to the best christmas present i have ever gotten in my entire life okay i was seven years old it was 1981 and it was two months after my parents separated so we had moved to connecticut and we were just piss poor we had like no money at all no money and my uncle my uncle jay got me an atari 2600 which at the time cost 200 bucks adjusted for inflation nowadays that's like 800 bucks. It's like an it's 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 an incredibly expensive gift. He got me an Atari 2600. I played this I played with this thing for 10 years all throughout elementary school and high school. I played with it for thousands of hours. It was the best gift of all time. And it came at a time when we just had absolutely nothing. You know, and I still, I still think about that to this day, what a, what a great gesture that was. And my uncle uh, lives in South Carolina, but he lives on the other side of the state. He lives in Sumter. And I don't get a chance to talk to him much. I don't get a chance to see him much. And I've never told him this, but that was, that was the best Christmas present I've ever gotten in my entire life, you know, because it came at a really tough time. It came at a really tough time. So... But this is how people end up in credit card debt because they don't want to have the hard conversations, you know. which is kind of true in life. Like people don't want to have the hard conversations. It's true about everything. So there's this term called people pleasing, right? I don't know if you ever heard of that before, but it is, it is what it sounds like. It's somebody who has to please everybody all the time. Well, you can't please everybody all the time. Inevitably, you're going to disappoint people. So the best thing to do is to manage expectations. And you can't expect a child to understand the concept of credit card debt. Um, But children do have an idea of scarcity or abundance, and they do understand the concept of simply not having enough money. And my guess is, is that if you are a good parent in all other respects, the quantity or quality of gifts that you give your children on Christmas is not going to determine whether they end up in therapy or not. OK, I'm not a therapist, but just pretending that I am like I, I, I don't think that a lot of people come to me and tell me about the time they didn't get. They wanted for didn't get what they wanted for Christmas. So, um, you know, I didn't have much growing up. And I never wanted for much for Christmas, and it's because my mom was a CF the rest of the year, and she was really good at saving. Um, but the holidays, I don't care. I tend to wander aimlessly through the holidays, sleep in till 9 a.m., eat cheese all the time, kind of disoriented. I just can't wait to get back to work in January. Um I don't have any gigs coming up until March. I might have one in January. We'll see. I'm starting school back up in January. Uh, I'm working on my thesis and an independent study. The thesis is already done. Uh, the independent study will be writing short stories. Um, I'm kind of half thinking about doing a collection of short stories for my next book. And it would be the hardest possible thing to do. But that's, you know, that's why we're here. You know We're here to do hard things. And it would be one of these things that is hard and not very rewarding. <laughs> like the ratio of reward to effort, is definitely not going to be worth it. But I don't know; might be fun. So I've written two short stories so far. The second one has has a lot of work to do, but I wrote it and. <sighs> Yeah, this is an exceptionally high degree of difficulty. Um, And and if I'm gonna do a collection of short stories, I need like 15 to 20. Like, I I have a long way to go, so. But like I said, those bastards 69 essays will be released in June, and I want you to buy 10 copies, and I'm being serious, buy 10 copies. Because this is gonna make a great gift. You can hand this out to anybody. 10 copies, if you can't buy 10, buy 5 if you can't buy 5, buy 2, at least buy more than 1, let's put it that way so my friend Turney Duff he the blurb for the book is the best advice you never ask for, which is an outstanding blurb, thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast, I'm Jared and see you next time